0: Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yeah, welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. Got a hot show for a Wednesday. A real sexy show for a Wednesday. Tim Kennedy is here, and he showed up with a black eye. You As got a black eye. You got a shiner. I know. You got there's a sh- shiner. There's Tim. like a
1: perpetual state
0: of my face is fucked up. Mm. For forever. Yeah. Like every time I see you, there's something wrong. Yeah. My question is when you go out in public with your wife yeah. and children. Do they look at you like, oh, when, what date to the domestic violence The, the worst. Happening? The worst part is going, uh, it's awesome that
1: I also own a, a children's pr- private school. That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah.
0: And every day you've got to see the, the kids and the parents. And
1: I see this beautiful, you know, my, my daughter, three-year-old, beautiful little girl, mm-hmm. my teenagers, all, beautiful little college students, and then obviously my seven-year-old son and like we're walking down the road and like a portion of my lip is missing, you know, or my nose is swollen or like my eyes are swollen closed. And currently, like, it looks like I have mascara. If you look closely, like, of course he has a black eye. But <laughs> they look at the, my kids and then they look at me with this like pathetic, you, you son of a bitch. Yeah. You, you're one of those guys. And they see my hairy hands, yeah. you know, and they see my chunky
2: legs, yeah. you know, and they're like, yeah, you abuser. Well, you know, James Cameron said this week that testosterone oh. is a toxin that men need to work out of their systems. So maybe... That's why they're giving you the weird looks. Or
0: and that's or that's why he works out so much cuz he listens to James Cameron and he is trying to get it out of well, his Well, that's seat. A, yeah.
2: that's not a good strategy because the more you work out the more testosterone your body produces.
1: <laughs> Anytime anybody from Hollywood says anything about masculinity whatsoever, I just have to Call them for the hypocrisy that it is. Mm. He literally <laughs> makes movies about savages that go on and kill each other. Yeah, you know, and like again, it's like nature, like Avatar. But if you go through James Cameron movies, they are the most masculinity infused, testosterone pumping movies on the planet. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's like, but wait a second, testosterone's bad unless you're making me billions of dollars. You mean like Terminator? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a bunch. <laughs> it's literally called Terminator. There's Terminator. a bunch, dude. I mean, it's he's one of those guys though. In real life, he is the alpha guy, and he's a fucking asshole. Mm. Oh, An man. asshole. Um, And I don't understand what the... Like, he's the guy, for real. Like, he's the last director in Hollywood who actually throws phones at people, throws shit, screams, tells everybody to fuck off. So I don't understand that statement um, because he's so fucking arrogant. The last interview that, that I watched two nights ago... Uh, they were asking him about the runtime of the new Avatar, because it's going to be three hours and 10 minutes. Mm, i mean, uh, I already have a bunch of tickets. Same. Uh, and we're all in, right? They're great movies. And, and, yes. and
2: by the way, the critic response has come in now, and they say, everybody's like, this is the coolest shit we've yeah, ever I seen. I was reading them
0: last night. I was like, yes, finally. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And, and then uh, his statement was about the, the runtime and everything else. He goes, uh, well, aren't you worried that people are going to have to go to the bathroom? And he goes, no, tell them to go to the bathroom. And he goes, uh, because they're going to come back and see it a second time. That's how good the fucking movie is. That was his exact quote. And I love that shit. But then you're saying... Hey, dude! You need to get the toxic masculinity out of your system, like, bro. What? Such such a hypocrite. Well, the
2: Terminator, it, Rambo, the entire all of the, the Rambos.
0: I, Rambo's. He did the Rambo's? Yeah,
2: I didn't know no. that. All of the Rambo's.
1: <laughs> God yeah. damn. Yeah, even but you know it's so transparent and it's so visible. The hypocrisy when people are projecting their own insecurities, right? Like you're the asshole. You're the broken masculine man. You're the one that actually hasn't really done anything meaningful besides make movies, which is fake. Sure, using actors yeah. acting to do things but every single one of your heroes like the, the avatar for example he is a marine that was wounded in combat then puts on a fake suit to be a 10 foot savage he yeah. then goes and fights other marines and mercenaries like you could not script more testosterone masculine infused anything and then he's after he makes the most money in the history of making money in movies he's like wait a second it's actually bad. <laughs> but continue to pay me please. Have exactly. your
2: have your cake and eat it too. By the way, Avatar is just another version of Rambo. Yeah. He's just it's alien Rambo, that's all it yeah. is. He's a no, disaffected no, no. veteran who's going to fucking fight injustice somewhere else and it's, they've it,
0: already shot what two more so there's yeah. three more coming out <laughs> it's not as if oh this is my last movie i'm ever making no 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 there's two more that are already in the fucking can that are coming out dude matt did you know I that it just it did, goes this fast i didn't yeah. i
1: fucking
3: matt, <laughs> a podcast,
0: tell me your full name government name and your social Gover- you got it man okay. so yeah so i go by matthew justin matthew justin bodrow yes, okay sir. good yeah, good social we'll get it to you mj MJ. Some say you're the real MJ. That's dude. I How do it. you guys know each other? This is awesome. We just met. I
3: I, I saw the gag reflex thing. Yep, um, yeah, Chat and room. I'm Like I got. Yeah. 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 Were those I'm cameras like, running gotta,
2: before? Touching wieners. They're always uh, running. No. They're always uh, running. No. No, no, running no. 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 It's so I deep throat Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for black. Yeah. This is St. Yeah. James Island in here. We got everything running, dude. Bathrooms included. I just watched you piss. Yeah. In the women's restroom. Yeah. But we're in
1: Austin. We can do
0: that. We can do that. Yeah. It's genderless. By the way,
2: I didn't know this. You know that James Cameron has is written and produced. True Lies series Starring Steve Howie
0: Oh yeah uh, It comes out next year He did the True Lies movie As well yeah. Shit with Eliza And uh, Eliza Dushkrives in it
2: So this is another one
0: Yeah dude It's a fucking It's Steve
2: Howie Who is a six foot two Chiseled human being These That's jets. gonna play A fucking spy Like, like True, true Lies
1: With Arnold Schwarzenegger Correct like yeah. Where he was hovering In yep. a In In what was that The That Harrier mm-hmm. And like just <laughs> Everybody yeah. on the entire floor Of that building Oh yeah James Cameron, shut your mouth. Pump cool.
0: full of steroids, yeah. dude. Every now and
2: again, you need to fucking fire a minigun into a bunch of people to, to demonstrate how
0: toxic masculinity really is. Yeah. I agree. And the question I have for you, like uh, on a Bear. day like this, I had a shitty morning just dealing with people, somebody like you, how do you not go around wanting to murder all day long? Because yeah. you've done it in the past, obviously. Read your book. Yeah. Big fan. Congratulations Thank on you. the New York Times bestseller list.
1: Me. You want to hear something wild? The I mean, so we came on here mm-hmm. for Drinking Bros as like the launch of the Scars and Stripes. You guys positively affected the book sales. Like, you know, we, me- we measured everything. Sure. So love you guys. Thank you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. It was, it was the wildest thing to see, uh, not just how powerful, of course, your voices are, but like mm-hmm. the the fans of this come out and support. It well, was awesome. They're all
0: fans of you as well. And that awesome. goes back to Range 15 and then everything else you're doing online. Uh, everybody's a fan of you, but how do you go out into a, a normal world on a day-to-day basis and not want to murder people? Because uh, you don't look like everybody else, right? Yeah. You don't have the sleeves or anything else. If you rolled up, and especially when you're in a suit, and I've seen you in a suit, yeah. you look like a normal dude, yeah. and people just don't know that you're a fucking trained killer. Yeah. How do you hold that in all day?
1: I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's actually that's, how Matt and I know each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> yeah. So we we have been trying to answer this question about broken men and broken masculinity and this fake lie that is toxic masculinity and we launched a program called apogee strong to try and help shape young men and uh, matt owned one of the largest schools in the world that was a socratic school the largest school in the united states that was socratic a a, a beautiful school in california and as we have you know we've talked about this Mm. dozens of times about like broken men but to answer your question i do the hardest possible thing that i can do to myself in a day i self elect to do it to myself Mm -hmm. You know, like there's not an, there's not a, a colleague or an associate or a partner that I work with that's going to come in and and try to wreck my day, because I've already done the worst thing that somebody could do to me. And Like obviously we we're joking about my face. This is constant. Yep. Yep. You know, like we were kickboxing yep. two out two and a half hours ago with a couple of other professional fighters, and uh, you know no shin guards. You know, in 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 the ca- canvas colored covered ring with the ropes trying to, you know, put our shins on each other's faces Um, after we did a 15-minute Tabata or 16-minute Tabata and then did 10 rounds on the bag. So, you know, like there was 90 minutes of, you know, heart rate, 1,000 calories cumulatively in the you know, 55 minutes that we're in there now I'm on cruise control for the rest go. of the day.
0: The rest of the day the noise gets turned down. Uh, so but but you recognize it before you start the day is 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 kind of what you're getting at. Um it, it's interesting that you say that. So Tyler Gray was on last night in an episode that'll air next week, by the way. And I was asking him about uh transitioning from the military to acting and everything else, and just about going back to civilian life and what that's like. And he goes, Look, man, I realize that I'm a self-destructive person. <laughs> and uh and he goes, I need something else to fill up. I mean, same thing that, that you just said. And he goes, but the problem is a lot of people don't realize that.
2: Yeah, well, you find, so the things that make you great are also the things that make you horrible. That's that's the, the real secret, it's particularly about masculinity in life, right? So all the drive that makes somebody ambitious can also make them a fucking lunatic, like Nero or Caligula, right? Mm, yeah. If you don't harness that power. like So, yeah, it's not that we don't think about murdering people all the time. It's that we think about murdering the right people all the time. Well,
1: is it? Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. Have you seen his quote talking about um, a useless man, weak man? Yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. So he talks about this useless weak man and how dangerous it is to be a man that cannot do something. That's not a good man. That's a that's a that's a useless man. That is that is a weak man that has no ability to do anything. Because they man. still
2: have all the power and strength that a man has, but they don't have any of the purpose or guidance that a man right. has.
1: Discipline or control.
2: Yeah. Right the things that a man has to
1: have the beautiful things that make us so unique and make us so powerful and make us you know storm beaches and climb cliffs and build the chrysler building and build you know the golden gate bridge like those were things done by men mm-hmm. you know we stopped fascism we we went and saved an entire race that was being eradicated during the holocaust by climbing cliffs and storming beaches and murdering people that were doing evil that's what a man can do and that's a beautiful powerful thing and then it has been bastardized and it has been demonized and has been inaccurately represented as toxic but just like you said it has to have a purpose and it has to have that control and it has to have that discipline so jordan said that that weak, that useless man, he is the most dangerous. Mm-hmm. A good man is a man that has all of that capability, that has all of that power. He's an absolute savage. He is a beast, but he chooses to be good. Mm-hmm. He chooses to take all of that energy and direct it at a purpose that is powerful and compelling and meaningful. To him, his family, his clan, Bingo. whatever. Bingo. And is that that's what you guys are trying Bingo. to instill that's in your exactly, schools? That's
3: exactly what it is. So, you know, he said the key word right there is purpose. Mm. Yeah, right. He's talking about purpose. That the DNA has not changed for young men for all, all of that. All of that, getting out and going and slaying the fucking dragon, going and rescuing the princess, going and getting like that has not changed for our young men. It has not changed for our for our fathers. It has not changed for men. Period. What's changed is that we have stripped away. Purpose mm-hmm. that we have toned down purpose, it's going to come out without the purpose it comes out in a bad way yeah, yeah.
2: Comes, so that the it, it, it's like uh, how useless does somebody feel when they are compelled to do something but can't you know what I mean yeah like it's it's very uncomfortable to watch other people struggle and, and it, to the purpose point the purpose of masculinity biologically speaking is to provide and protect right, right. that's yep. that's our primary function yep. in life, and when you can't do that. For whatever reason, whether you feel like it's external forces stopping you, like the man or the system or whatever the fuck else, or if you're just choosing not to do it, or you feel like it's it's a bad thing to do, whatever it is that's stopping or you Or you've from never doing been it. shown how. Correct, mm-hmm. yeah. You feel purposeless, yep. and that leads to nihilism. And the same nihilism, I say this all the time, the same nihilism uh, in masculinity will lead to young men becoming terrorists, becoming mass shooters, Bingo. joining gangs, suicide, the same yeah. disease. Yep. It's the same goddamn disease and all these things that we can cure this shit. Yep. Just by after. aiming this dude in the right direction.
0: But you yep. got to start at a young age, you which do. is what you guys are doing. Yeah. So with your school, because we chatted about it uh, last time you were on, uh, what age do you start with these kids? And what's the conversation with the parents? Oh, it's a tough one. Mm. <laughs> coming in because, you know, I, I do the same. Like I, I'm in preschool right now and it's up by the house and all that other yep. stuff. And you still have to sit down with everybody and go over the curriculum and what's going to happen and, and everything else. Yours is so vastly different than everything else in today's public schools and things like that. What is that initial conversation with parents? So the, there's 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 for the young
1: men mentorship, mm-hmm. Apogee Strong, ApogeeStrong.com. That's the young men, men mentorship. That's for that's for dads and that's for young men. You know, the the age range starts, you know, Matt, anywhere from eleven to thirty. Yeah. Okay. So we have we have young men that that have self-elected realizing that they were missing some very crucial uh, in constructive cornerstone pillar moments of their life developmentally were like, I don't know how to do this man thing. Yep. Yeah. You know, but then there's also single moms that are like, man, I don't know. Or there's a, di- there, there's a dad that didn't have a good father figure and mm. he doesn't know the roadmap of what does it look like to be a really powerful leader in the
2: home. And it seems so like at times well, when you break it down, it seems so pedantic, like changing a tire or changing the oil in your car, or mowing the lawn or whatever the fuck it is. It's these little things. There used to be rites of passage right. where at five or six years old, you're doing yard work. It's you're and you're helping your dad in the garage, whatever it is, right? Hold, right. hold, the, yep. flashlight. Yes. hold the flashlight. Man, you didn't hold the flashlight yeah. the yeah. right yeah. way, man. <laughs> Brother. Yeah. Yeah. Well now they've got those little gloves that have the flashlight yeah, in their hands So dads have no excuse. But uh, <laughs> We're all being marketed to <laughs> yeah, by that. No. Uh, but yeah, it's like how does him, how how does a young boy know that he's become a man? Now the Jewish faith. Is pretty clear in it because they have the right. bar mitzvah, but no other fucking faith, religion, or culture yeah. has that rite of passage anymore. Yeah, you
3: well, know, you're right. And we had the you used to have the agogi, right, for mm-hmm. the Spartans. Yeah, the same thing. So there was those right of pass, and, and then there doesn't have to be one unified. Hey, everybody, at 13, this is what you go through. But dad should be putting those rites of passage, mm-hmm. you know, into the homes, right? So when you've got a home that doesn't have dad there, and dad, or you have a home. You know that dad's there but he's not really there right he's there mm-hmm. present you know and, and and he thinks that his job is okay I, can put, I put food on the table and then when i come home it's hands off you know and, mm-hmm. and that's y- you lose
2: all of that this is one of the things we lost from native culture as well mm-hmm. in america it's like every old man in the village was called grandfather every old woman grandmother mm-hmm. every woman mother every every man father mm-hmm. right and it's we're, life is not going to be perfect there's going to be like your going to be parents are going to die. They're going to split up. Stuff's going to happen. Sometimes people are going to be shitbags and they're not going to be that's around. Right. But you, <laughs> if you see a gap, you have to fill the gap, dude. That's what well, we do.
3: And you're talking about that struggle, right? So when you're talking about the schools, you're talking about the, you know, Apogee Cedar mm-hmm. Park and you're talking about the school there, talking about the schools I've opened, talking about the, the schools that we help, whether it's the schools, whether it's the online mentorship program, the whole point is to have them struggle. So you're saying, you know, what does that conversation look like yeah, with your parents, right? Yeah. So, We want them to struggle. We want them to struggle early, struggle now when the, the failure side of that doesn't mean, okay, well now that's going to end in divorce. It doesn't mean I'm breaking up a home. It doesn't mean I I now can't pay my mortgage, Mm -hmm. right? Learn to struggle now so that you build that resilience muscle now as a young person, so that it doesn't happen later on when the stakes are so much freaking higher. Yeah,
1: call, call me a boomer, say whatever you want, but I, I truly believe that every single problem that we're currently facing in society right now comes back to the nuclear family mm-hmm. and the lack of real leaders, real masculine men that exist within that nuclear family. So a- Apogee, strong, online young men mentorship, um, unlike our, our physical campuses, mm-hmm. I'm not even like mentioning those because we have waiting lists to get, in, to get into all of those. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. this is... Anyone everywhere Every single dad Every single young man That is like what, what is the roadmap For me to become A contributing citizen In society Citizen I was, I was, I was pumped to talk about it Because like the, Literally your Purpose of your podcast mm-hmm. You know For a really Contributing member That has individual responsibility What does that road map Look for, like for a young man And I don't think Any man right now most that aren't our friends can mm-hmm. answer that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, looking back on life itself, right? If for I know you said boomer, uh, just the I want to say the go back to grandparents. I think grandparents is when it started, right? Yep. Uh, most of our grandparents, mine was in World War Two. Uh, the other one was in Korea. They didn't split up. Nope. Like you didn't get a divorce back then. You didn't do that, right? Even my parents, like. It, divorce started to become common, but it was still one of those my things. My parents where... just had
1: their 50th. I yep. went to my grandparents' 50th. Well, well I, my pa- parents are on
0: 40 right now. Our, and... our parents'
2: generation waited until the kids were out of the house until they got divorced. Right. right? Or, Which was a pretty common thing to happen. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Frankly. yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Or they stuck it out <laughs> and they were like, all right, great. Maybe we'll split off in our 60s. Yeah. And that kind of happened. Now it's happening younger and younger. Uh, or people can't afford to have houses, uh, you know. The, the generation right underneath this. Um, so they're waiting, they're renting, uh, they can't afford all the shit to even start a relationship to think about having kids and all that other stuff is happening later. How do you stop but, it at this point? Well, that's, so you're talking about a delayed adulthood, right? So we
3: are, all of these things that we were talking about here with the nuclear family and, and you said, you know, the, the son used to have to at least hold the flashlight. Right? We used to give responsibilities to young people mm-hmm. and give them to them early. We no longer do that. We don't get responsibilities. So, right. you know, I get hired to go speak to these companies, these fortune 500 companies. And they're saying, Matt, we got these guys that are, you know, 21, 22. They're coming out of Harvard and Stanford and MIT. And they're really, really good at playing school. We want to fire all of them. They suck. They're, there's mm-hmm. no resilience. There's no, they have no idea, you know, how they can bring value to the table. They they're not used to taking on responsibility. Mm-hmm. Well, the DNA hasn't changed on that either. Mm-hmm. We give our young people responsibility early. And often it starts to write this ship.
2: Yep. I also think that our group is in a unique position to deal with this because as NCOs, we routinely had to turn 17, 18, 19 year olds into men yeah. when they weren't before, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's bridging the gap between these two generations and then teaching them how to teach, uh, how to turn other dudes into men. Yeah. Like we're th- this, this particular generation of GWAT vet especially is uniquely situated to solve this problem. And maybe that's how nature works. A problem comes up we're here to solve it it all seems to kind of work out doesn't yeah. it
1: it does you know you you said something that that we we glossed over but i think it is so paramount you you, you said doing the small things. You know, when we're faithful mm. in the small things, mm-hmm. we're, we're faithful in the big things. How you do
2: anything is how you do everything. That's, that's
1: right. right. You know, and, and we've become so complacent because of this comfortable life that we're living where everything is easy and I can order food with my phone, I can date a girl from my phone, but yep. there's no real challenge mm. anymore. And those were instrumental, crucial moments in a young man's development where he struggled, right? Like I didn't hold the flashlight right and I got scuffed up. Yeah, You know, like I, I, I didn't mow the lawn in that nice checkered p- plan that my dad dad showed me on on the lined paper on the graph paper my dad did this here's the graph
0: paper. even at, at a bar like you were talking about you go up and talk to the girl at the bar or you don't somebody yeah. else is fucking her yeah, she and is. that he that <laughs> disappointment yeah. you're like all right Shit, those maybe are I important moments yes, yeah yes. you know and then like, also
2: like becoming attuned to risk and how like your mind immediately goes to what's the worst that can happen and when you experience just you know some modicum of rejection like all right that sucked but yeah. Life goes on, right? But if you never experience the discomfort, then you're afraid of the discomfort forever. That's right. Yeah, and, and you, you can't t- you can never take that first step yep. after that. And it's we get these cringy expressions like "embrace the <clears throat> suck." Mm. It's important. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to
1: do that. You're supposed to look for struggle. You're supposed to find ways that you have to really exert every bit of your your, your cognitive and physical ability to be successful. Mm -hmm. Those are meaningful moments, especially developmentally. Mm -hmm. And we have deprived an entire generation of that because we had helicopter parents. We had schools that were like, oh, you have a note? Of course you don't have to do P.E. (laughs) P.E. Could you imagine in in the eighties if I was like, oh, I don't, I don't have to do PE today? My PE teacher with his like sweatpants that were up to his belly button like would have scuffed me up and down the basketball court Do you every know which And, our and our you know what peers I remember? would have done the same oh, thing.
2: peers yeah. 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 would have
1: wrecked us.
3: <laughs> I, rem- I
2: remember literal Arnold Schwarzenegger smoking a cigar in front of his Hummer for the presidential fitno- f- physical yep. fitness test. Yep. That's what was our childhood. Yep. Right? Yep. 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 It's like yep. the Terminator. was yep. like, yep. stay in shape. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Or I'll be back. Dude, I was
3: telling him this morning about uh, La Sierra High School in 1962, and JFK did a whole thing on it and was saying, look, this needs to be our <laughs> national physical education program. Mm. You go back and watch a documentary on, these these guys were freaking studs, mm-hmm. all of them, across the board, right? Mm-hmm. And they had to compete, and you wouldn't get up to the next level, you know, it, it, there was no like, oh, well, it's not fair, he needs to get the right color shorts because... <laughs> You know, fucking whatever. Like, yeah. he had to perform.
2: Yeah. He had to no, meet P- a
3: standard. P class and it used was to look
2: consistent. P class used to look like the first 45 minutes of Heartbreak Ridge. You know what <laughs> <laughs> I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yes. It was
1: so good. When you yes. have people doing hard things, they're capable of doing hard things. That's right. But we've removed <clears throat> those opportunities. So, in this, in this like year long program, um, these poor boys, I say poor yeah. boys, but like, it is not easy, you know, and it is, we're ch- like, they're keeping journals of their diets. They're keeping journals of their workouts, their reading list. You would approve. You'd mm-hmm. be like, mm-hmm. I know you, I know 100%. for a fact you have read every single yeah, one of these books sure, on have, our yeah. reading yep. list because, yeah. uh, they're good for the soul.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah
1: they're working out they're, The
3: question that we get the most from people who are not commit because what we're talking about is commitment we're talking about relationship we're talking about committing mm-hmm. and doing these little things but you're doing them every single day in perpetuity right and so the question we get the most is is there any way to make this less than 12 months oh boy. fuck off yeah 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 and you're no, just like get out of here absolutely not yeah do you absolutely tell not. them to leave like this isn't for a- you absolutely yeah. i just we were just at a coffee shop just now talking business and getting ready to come over here mm-hmm. and i had a mom who emailed me and just said ah. Oh, you know, I won't name the, the young man, but he's only been in there for, for a few months and we've already had some discussions and he just made another bad decision. And he starting i said, okay, well, I'm going to, we're all set. We're all done. We're all like it. No, we're all done. Yeah. We're all done. And that's not just me making that call. The other young men have also said, Hey, if he's not going to start hitting these stand, you know, these standards, he's got to go. Sure, sure, how, sure. How do so you,
1: you de- how do you develop discipline? How do you, how do you, impart habits that are good that will be meaningful for the rest of your life. Can I do it in weeks? Can I do it in months? No, no, I can't. Right? I can't show somebody how to be faithful in the small things about, you know, like Matt has said it. What is the most important thing that you do in a day? I get up and make my bed, mm-hmm. right? And the next thing I do is I have a good breakfast and a big glass of water. And then the next thing I do, but he's already made multiple good decisions that is setting up this crescendo, like this 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 huge rogue wave of success that's going to happen in the day because he's been He's being faithful in the small things. Mm -hmm. So how do we train a young man and give him good habits, good study habits, good Mm. exercise habits, good diet habits, all things that are completely missing right now in this current generation? Mm. It takes time. It takes time. It takes peer accountability. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take you know f- a, a middle-aged man yep. you know that's like still trying to to hold on to fitness. It takes peers
3: or, being like
2: or parents. I don't by like the way. how you said that. Actually,
3: still we are.
1: I don't like.
2: I
3: don't like how you said that. But, that's exactly it. but yeah. it's also <laughs> a But pro-
2: it's, it's also a problem for just the individual parent. Like we we lost these uh, tools that society created. To to establish accountability for everybody, yeah, right? Yep. It, and in the peer process is super important. Kids don't listen to their fucking parents, man. They do up until like age five, yeah. and then that shit's gone. But you what they what? listen to our social pressures after yeah, that. They
3: do. And you know what? Part of the reason is part of the part of it. I don't blame them. You know why? A lot of their parents aren't doing shit either. Mm.
0: Yeah, and I, I think and it's you it's can tell you the start, start, kids. And you can, you can tell, tell
2: the kids that have good parents too.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. Immediately, dude. It's yeah. immediately. so easy. Yeah. So
1: easy. You I t- judge a person by their kids because 100%. I know who Same. they are yes. by their kids. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah.
0: easy. Yeah. Immediately. You give me an hour with a kid. I will tell you exactly who the parents are. How do you guys keep them off the screens? Um, because that's one thing that every parent has got an iPad and they're, you know, take the iPad. and That's not a parent. That's I, not a parent. I understand. But how do you, what do you guys do? Is that, so we're is that also, off limits when you get in? Like, hey, dude. We're also shaping parents.
1: We like so when I said every dad needs to be in this program. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're having your first kid and you don't have a roadmap of what it looks like to be a good father, you need to be part of Apogee Strong. Mm-hmm. And and the, being that you can be there, that's different than being present. Mm-hmm. You know that intentionality, that discipline, that regiment that a father should have for his family, for his wife, creating that environment that where they can thrive and meet their potential. That is a really hard, difficult thing that takes responsibility, Mm -hmm. you know, another thing that doesn't exist right now. So uh, yes, the, 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 the iPad, the phone, you know, it can be, it it can be our demise as well. And ultimately it's, it's discipline, it's discipline. You know, I, I can't say, no, you can't have your phone. I can say, you have to have discipline. Here is your purpose. Here are all the things that you have to accomplish in this day. Did you work out? Did you journal? Did you finish your reading? How were you at school? How were your peers? Have you already connected with your team? These are all things that are purpose-driven, and this is what we did in the military, right? We all the way down to a cell, you know, you have your, your platoon and you have your squad, then you have your team and then you have your cell and like all the way down to like the two, three, four man group. We are vertically a, a empowering and giving responsibility to the lowest level for these young men mm-hmm. to be responsible. Yep. And yep. they're, they're monitoring from the
3: time they get up to the time they go to bed. That's the first thing they start doing is they start tracking. What, do, what does my day actually look like? And they start filling those blocks with all of their responsibility first. We want them to understand responsibility and freedom, two sides of the same coin, right? But responsibility has got to come first before you earn your freedom. So you take care of the responsibilities. You take care of developing those habits. Then the freedoms open up. But then let's talk about those freedoms too. How do we use that wisely? How do we use the screens as a as a tool, right? It's a tool. You can do some great things with that. You can fuck off with that, right? Sure. So how are we going to use that as a tool? And we have those conversations consistently. Now for the Apogee Strong Young Men too, they do have... One of their projects, one of their challenges is they, they do go 30 days without anything other than jumping on the calls f- with us and with the mentors. mm mm-hmm they do nothing for 30 days and they log. How did that happen? And these, these young men are reporting, some of them physiological responses. They're like, I went three hours and it was
0: like, I actually got anxious. Oh yeah, I'm sure. 100%. I'm sure. Cause I, I see it out all the time mm-hmm. and uh, we limit it at our house. So we have a, you know, an hour and that's about it, right? Yep. And how you want to spend that hour is how you want to spend that hour. Yep. And you know, if you want to watch something, Dad will watch a movie with you or watch a television show with you, but we're not going to be glued to a goddamn screen all day. How did you guys uh, land on age 11 in particular?
1: So it's not the, the, it depends. Um, that we we have a stud of a young man Mm -hmm. that came in at 11. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Matt, the the majority in the bell curve from 11 to 30, Mm -hmm. the like 90% of them. And, you know, we did this pilot year. We, to proof of concept, Mm -hmm. does this work? Is this the right roadmap? You know, as Matt's making changes and figuring out different books and selecting, how does this process work? Um, You know, and then with the dad's duplicating this to the age appropriate responsibilities and purpose that a dad should have as, mm-hmm. a, as a good masculine leader, as a father in his household. And, you know, some as young as a level 11, but, you know, almost all of them in that like yeah, 15, 13, 13,
3: 14, 15, like, I mean, that's the, that's, again, it's, it is a bell curve, right? Sure. So, but the, the young ones, I mean, I'm absolute freaking stud. That's a mature, it's not somebody you would talk to and think it's an 11. Well, the
0: reason I ask is there an interview process with the child um, like themselves before you, they're able to be accepted into the program? How does that work? Or do you sit with the child and the father or your know, mother or, yeah, that's or however? A good, that's a good question. So yeah. for the young
3: men, so we got the two, the two splits, right? You got the, the young men's program and you got the dad's program. The dads absolutely have to apply because I don't want Um, grown men that are coming in going, fix me. I'm completely broken. I've got nothing to bring to the table. I've got nothing. We're not, we're not going to try to save anybody. We're given a roadmap and we're going to need you to tackle it. And there's going to be accountability around that. Right? Mm -hmm. So dads have a, an application and interview process for the young men. They can come in and enroll. And get in, and then they get a series of things that they've got to go do first before they jump on the call. So they go through um, having to sign an apogee code that's like a Bushido code. They've got the parents that are signing off on yes, we're gonna hold accountability you on you. Love this right. Code. We've got this whole so we've got this entire code. Like they've got code. to go through first. <laughs> okay. And then they can start coming to the calls. And then when they're on the calls, we're gonna ask them to introduce themselves, talk about, it, and we're gonna gauge based on and all the other peers are gauging too, based on okay, well, what does that interaction look like? Are they yes sir, no sir, yes, ma'am, no ma'am? Are they jumping in to what the code has uh, kind of instructed for them. And if not, if they start missing some of these marks on some of their projects and challenges, they're not connecting with their brothers on, we got a private platform, they're not
0: submitting their work, they're not... You're gone. Then they're gone. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, And where can everybody go for this online uh, to find you guys? So
3: ApogeeStrong.com is for the young men. ApogeeStrongDads.com is for the dads.
0: That's awesome. And, and what was the, the decision between the both of you to even start this? I mean, Tim, you're, you do a million things. You're all over the world. Uh, I, I can't imagine you adding one more thing to your plate at this point what was the decision for you personally to get involved i
1: mean how many active shooters do we need to see before i say these young men are broken right like how many more boys do i need to see walking down the road that have lost purpose and have no idea even what their gender is like how many more boys do i need to see come in and apply to work for me and they bring no value whatsoever coming from great universities but like they have no grit whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like, at, how, at what point do I look at how many times have I been overseas? How many times, you know, have I lost friends? How many, how many purple hearts have I been present f- to, to see my friends get re- to receive for what? To watch American, f- to watch America fall, mm-hmm. to watch us break, and we are breaking. I think we are at a tipping point where if we do not right the ship, if 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 we do not have young men and young women become real leaders in their communities. We're, we're done yep. we're broken yep. there is no future for us yep. and, it, and
2: the the sad reality is or not, maybe it's not sad maybe it's just the reality is that we're not going to be able to reach that kid who is going to be the school shooter at some point but his peers will be able to do that right right and it's it's this is a force multiplier type of situation just to find
1: the soft model right yeah, yeah. And that is exactly what yeah. this is This is the special operation forces model force multiplication. Like I cannot take a mat and put him into every single school in this nation. But what I can do is take a mat and have this vertical where he is talking to thousands of kids and tens of thousands of dads. Mm -hmm. And all of those kids are in private schools and public schools and home schools, right? They're in homeschool co-ops and they are natural leaders and they are learning what discipline looks like. (laughs) They're learning what regiment looks like. That is, that is the model. Mm -hmm. You just, damn it.
0: Yeah. You figure it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. Force <laughs> multiplication. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, it's interesting because I, I haven't heard this before. Um, you, you, usually there's, you know, somebody started a program or whatever, and it's like it's the first time I'm I'm hearing about any of it. And uh, it's crazy. Are you a father yourself? Yes, sir. You are. How yep. many kids do you have? I've got three. 11, I get, uh, 11 9, and 6. Yeah, I've got three as well. How old are Shit. Newborn now, so seven months. I uh, had to think about Congrats, thanks, man. man. That's awesome. Uh, eight and then four right cool. now. Um, and for me personally, like uh, even talking to my eight-year-old, I, I think. It was around six or seven. I sat him down and I was like, hey, you are who you surround yourself with yeah. when you go to school. Uh, and my wife has had tough conversations about not getting into cars, <sighs> vans, all this other shit. Yeah. And it's like, hey, uh, a lot of parents don't do that. No, they mm-hmm. don't. And some parents will come up and say, hey, your kid said this about not getting in a van and why you could get stolen and everything else. She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I did say that. And? Was like, and? well, that Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, well, it freaked out my child. And it was like, well, your child's a pussy. Well, not only that, but your child should be freaked out yeah. because it could happen to well, you. What would you, you could get taken.
2: Would you rather the kid be freaked out or kidnapped?
0: I'm not sure. And that's, <laughs> this is the fucking thing that I'm just, I look at these people. and I'm like, what the fuck are you like? What would you prefer? Yeah. Like not saying anything is like, well, the kid got taken and that, you know, that happens. It's fucking insane to me. Uh, the other part about this going back to the school shooters is, you know, with all of us having kids and, and young children, uh, with the Uvalde thing in particular, that was another topic of debate that came up around parents at a at a, at a gathering recently. And uh, one of the parents had said somebody had mentioned, you know, what had happened at Uvalde and everything else. And, you know, they were seven, eight years old. And it was like, uh-huh. Yeah. Like, that's all over the news, right? I'm, I'm not going to stop the 5 o'clock news from being on and everything else. Um, do you think... That you should have those conversations with your your kids, and at what age about school shooting and, and everything else? Yeah, um, on the security consulting side, and and
1: you know the sheepdog response side, we we had a lot of government and state and federal coming to us and be like, hey, can you can you help us? fix this can you you know um, emergency action plans for schools can you help harden these facilities and these are all things that they should do you know they absolutely should but that's still not going to fix the problem you can pass whatever gun laws you want it still will not fix the problem the problem is that young men are being broken they're being broken at a young age and and this is the roadmap of fixing them to have those tough conversations um you know for in my home when when my when my big girls my college age daughters are at the house you know like if somebody comes or the alarm goes off, it's a very different conversation with my three-year-old who when the alarm goes off, you're like we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. She's going to stay right where she is and we're sure. going to come get her. Yep. My seven-year-old is going to go to his mom. You know, and my my big girls, college students, like they're on the phone. One of them's pulling up the app, giving me information. You know, like the level of responsibility is appropriate for the age. But I think a lot of parents would be like, you've given what responsibility to, you know, a, yeah. a, a seven-year-old? Yeah. Well, it is it is the fault of us in this generation to have not been given or giving real responsibility at the earliest age, to have real conversations. They're hearing it everywhere. And if they're not hearing it from you, shame on you. They're uh, not they're, There is no age that is too early for you to have real conversations because they're gonna hear it. They're gonna hear it on the news. Yep, they're gonna see it on the iPad. They're gonna hear it from their friends. And all of it is gonna be through a lens that you do not control. Mm-hmm, and yep. that is shame on you for not being there.
0: Tim, you've been on the show a million times at this point. You know we got some sponsors we got to talk about who put this show on the air. First and foremost, GhostBed.com forward slash drinking bros. It's Christmas time. And if you're like me and you're trying to get a big ticket item to share with your loved one while you spend all your money on the kids... A mattress is a great thing to get for Christmas. Highly recommend the adjustable base. And right now, you can get both of them for 40% off at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. The adjustable base, when you have it, you'll never go back. I can promise you that. I've had it for three-plus years at this point. Super sleek remote. I've also got a Split King option available. If uh, you want to go to sleep and your loved one stays up or vice versa, and that comes with two remotes, and you can control your own nighttime destiny. Now, if you're out there and you're saying to yourself, Ross, I've already got one. Can I just get a mattress? Yes, you can. You can get 30% off. Right now, with the promo code Drinking Bros at checkout, and with that mattress, you can get two free luxury pillows. Right now, and the pillows are just as good as the goddamn mattress itself. Thirty percent off and two free pillows. Now you can load up your cart and get a weighted blanket,s or the sheets or the cover, anything your heart desires. In the old Ghost Bed store, you can fill that cart right up to the top. Type in the promo code Bros at checkout and get 30% off everything in the entire store. And then when you check out, you'll see a 60-month pay-as-you-go program. No interest, as long as you have decent credit there. And when you check that box... All the deals that I mentioned are applicable with that. And you can walk out of there with a brand new bedroom set for about 25 bucks a month. Head on over to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today, just in time for Christmas. Next up, we got fitbod.me slash drinking bros. Fitbod is finally on the show, kids. I've had this app for years. So is my wife. They're finally here. Did we make it? I feel like we finally made it here. Uh, it's amazing. This is uh, one of those apps that everybody should have. Um, and you can go through all the fucking complicated and expensive uh, uh, ways or, or online fucking classes that you can subscribe to uh, for your workout routine or you can just get this easy to use FitBot app. Building a workout routine shouldn't take hours of research and keeping things challenging uh, shouldn't mean buying even more gear. The FitBot app creates a workout routine that adapts as you improve and uses the equipment you already have. So... Uh, You can reach the next level without burning through all your free time or cash. Uh, Getting started and sticking to a program are two of the biggest obstacles to exercising, but now you can easily create a dynamic routine personalized to your equipment and goals with The FitBod app. Again, we've all had this app. It's super fucking easy. Uh, I ended up getting it during COVID, actually, uh, because my gym closed in Wilmington. Wasn't stoked about that. It's just a little reminder in the back of your phone that says, all right, go to the next thing. Do this, you dummy. And you can still listen to music and all this stuff. It's great. Uh, But with the FitBod app... You can go through what goals you, you want to set, what progress you're seeing, uh, how does uh, FitBod keep you motivated. It's, it's pretty simple, man. It shows you every single day what you've done, how you beat it from the day before, and it's just a, like a little checklist, a little reminder. That's, uh, it goes in the back of your phone when you're listening to your music and it says, all right, go to the next thing, go to the next thing. Super fucking easy, dude. It makes workouts easy. Uh, so what you want to do here is just add in your equipment. Pick a fitness goal and Fitbod will create the routine for you. Whether you've been missing the gym uh, or you've hit a plateau, a fresh start has never been easier. The app switches up your exercises to avoid overtraining or burnouts, and your program changes based on your personal progress for maximized results a full year. Of FitBod is less than the cost of a single session with a personal trainer. So join FitBod today and build a routine that grows with you without slimming down your wallet. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app free at our link in the description below in the audio show. Uh, or go to fitbod.me slash drinking bros. That is fitbod.me slash drinking bros. That's the link in the description or fitbod.me slash drinking bros. Next up, woo, since I was talking about it, uh, Raycon. Raycon headphones where you're, you're listening to your music, friends. It's where you're listening to your FitBot instructions. Damn it. Uh, love these guys. Go to buyraycon.com slash bros to get 15% off site-wide. Uh, and that, that code, by the way, is uh, HOLIDAY. Holiday is your code here for free shipping on that. Again, that is buyraycon.com slash drinking bros to get 15% off site-wide with the code holiday plus free shipping there. I've had these guys for, I don't know, four years now at this point. Best in the biz. They're not only uh, amazing quality, but they're they're the only affordable headphones I've been able to find. These are the only headphones you can actually get for under a hundred bucks. And they're the same thing as fucking Beats by Dre or Bose or all that bullshit, dude. Holiday season's coming up. Everybody wants new headphones. Uh, let's be real. Between the fucking holiday schedule and, and stress and all that other shit, uh, just make it easy on yourself. Buy some headphones, dude. It's, it's the simplest gift that will mean the most to that person, and they're guaranteed to use it. We're plugged in all day listening to music uh, or computers or at work or if you're gaming. They've got headphones for every situation you can possibly imagine. Raycon's wireless earbuds... Um, are amazing as well. Uh, they got a ton of amazing features on them, uh, like they block out noise and all the extra shit in the background. If you're on phone calls, you can adjust the volume up and down simply by pressing them on the side of your head. Or if you're like me, I like the big dogs, dude. I like it to block out the world. I was walking into the gym the other day with my Raycons on, and my wife was like, "Hey, dude, I, I pass right by you in the truck." And you couldn't hear me. I was honking the horn or whatever. I was like, dude, I'm locked in. I got the big boy Raycons on. The old school ones you can't hear a fucking word of the outside world with. I was willing to take that risk. If I got hit by the car is I just want to block it out, going to the gym, uh, throwing a little fit bod with my music and enjoy my life. You can too. And in the meantime, get a great gift for the holidays. Perfect stocking stuffer. Uh, go to buy slash drinking bros to get the best deal. Uh, the Raycon website also offers free shipping, free returns and buy now pay later options plus a 30-day happiness guarantee. So if you're not happy with the product, you can return it. So right now, go to buyraycon.com slash bros to get 15% off site-wide with the code HOLIDAY plus free shipping. That's code HOLIDAY at buyraycon.com slash bros for 15% off your Raycon purchase com slash drinking bros. Last but not least, we got bubsnaturals.com. Have you noticed a theme here today with Tim Kennedy on the show? It's fitness, all right? We got the FitBod. You got the Raycon headphones. To listen to at the gym, you need some bubsnaturals.com to start the day. This is MCT oil powder. This is collagen oil protein. They've been on the show for a year. They're coming back next year. Love these guys. Uh, The MCT oil powder will be your new favorite functional coffee creamer. Uh, It's amazing. The MCT oil powder is vegan and keto friendly. Uh, MCT oil powder for mental focus and energy is probably what you should be using every single morning to start your day. Bubs is the only MCT in the world that is whole 30 approved. And you're going to go to bubsnaturals.com and use promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off. And if you don't remember some of these ad reads from earlier on, I'm going to remind you what Bub's Naturals is. It's a tribute. It's a tribute to former Navy SEAL, Glenn Bub Doherty, a national hero who laid down his life saving Americans in Benghazi. Glenn's call sign in the Navy was Bub. The Glenn Bub Doherty Foundation is where 10% of all profits go to. Uh, it's a charity in Glenn's honor. And, uh, and on Veterans Day, shit, they give 100% of proceeds uh, to the Glenn Doherty Foundation. Uh, love this company. Their brands are amazing. No need to go to GNC for any of this stuff anymore. Just order online. Go to bubsnaturals.com and use promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off. That's exactly right. And, and even like my 8- and 4-year-old, right? Yeah. So uh, we played basketball the other day and they wanted to get candy at the store afterwards, right? Um, and even though it was just a simple game of basketball, I'll make them in with some laps, make two free throws, sure. just get them used to the future. If that's what they wanna do, I'm not gonna force them into any sports, obviously. We go into Circle K, which is you know right up here on 290. Uh, my eight-year-old and four-year-old, I'm pumping gas, and he's like, can we go in? And I was like, yeah, we, we, you guys can go in ahead of me. And uh, I walk in two minutes later after pumping gas, and he's in there, my youngest is crying, And uh, and my my eight-year-old is is looking down on him. And I was like, why is he crying? And he was like, well, I yelled at him because I couldn't find him. And so I went, you know, through the store and I said, don't leave my side. And he youngest looks up at me and he goes, uh, he goes, why is he screaming at me? And I go, because he's your big brother and he's protecting you. And that's yeah. exactly what he should do. I see no problem here. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to wipe the tears sustain, and move on with sustain. your day. Yeah. And there was actually another father there who had stopped me and he was like, hey, um, uh, it's nice to hear you talk to your, to your kids like that. I, I do with mine. But he goes, there's a lot of parents out there that don't do that shit. Yeah. And I guess it still shocks me but I see it all the time in in neighborhoods and functions and all that shit, and it's crazy to me. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. The lack of involvement and the lack of presence by
1: parents right now is disturbing. If you put your phone down as you should and you lift your head up and you start looking around, it is the most tragic era that I have ever seen or I've ever heard about existing where people are so complacent, so entitled, and so the, the worst form of insult The worst, like you could call me every single name. You could try to stab me in the back is that you just don't care, right? Right. Like you're just whatever. Yeah. You're just
0: kind of there, you know?
1: Like, and that's how parents are right now to their children or even more dangerous where they hover over every single decision and never allowing them to have any responsibility, which is as damaging as not being present. You bet.
0: Yeah. Um, And then with Uvalde, for example, right? Uh, With your kids. Uh, do you explain what happened to them? Uh, because I don't know about your school, but like we're, they're already doing active shooter drills in elementary schools in public schools here. Uh, do you explain to them this is what happened down there? This is why these kids got killed. And what do you guys say? So for my own kids, I mean, they've uh, again they've they've heard right
3: that this is that this is the right. thing and so we've had conversations like look yeah this is unfortunately what happens and here's why and so we'll talk about the problems that the young that, that young man has at home and we'll talk about the fact that he doesn't have leadership at home we'll talk about we'll talk about some of the reasons we're not going to sit and harp on hey and he went in and then he murdered like we're not going to that's that's not the conversation right mm-hmm. imagine all these young kids de- like we're not doing that to the kids we're going look here's the issue and here's the solution here's how we fix it and we focus the conversation on the solution we're always focusing on what is the solution? What are the good habits that need to be built so that this doesn't happen anymore? What is our response to this, right? We've got 11 rules in our house and it's, a, it's our family contract, mm-hmm. right? And so it's a contract, meaning we can all hold each other accountable to it, which means my kids can go, hey dad, you know, rule number six is no complaining, fix it. You kind of sound like you're complaining right now, <laughs> right? Like what? Well, and if they say that respectfully, then I, you know what, you're right. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I gotta find that solution, right? So we operate from that lens, and so we're, I'm always pointing them towards. Okay, here's the solution. Here's what we're going to do to. Here's what we're going to do to fix this. Here's what we're going to do to make sure nothing like this ever happens. So they're aware, but they're not focusing on that. Does that we, make sense? We were
1: too young, but our parents were told to hide underneath desks during the Cold War. Sure, right. Um, this is not some crazy era. Yes, the school shooter is a new thing, a new problem that we have to figure out and address and solve. Um, but the the conversations, these tough conversations. There were millions of Jews being murdered. Like, did they talk about it? You know, like, why is Dad hopping on a boat and going across the Atlantic? Like, we had to have that conversation, right? Yeah. Why why was my dad drafted? Mm -hmm. Why did Why why did Why do I have to be taught by my teacher to crawl underneath the desk if the siren goes off? Well, it's because Russia might send a nuclear bomb at us. Mm -hmm. You know, they're trying to put them into Cuba right now. Tough conversation. It is never too early to have real conversations, and if you don't have them, somebody else is going to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's our responsibility, again, to be faithful in those small things. As a parent that loves our child and wants to watch them develop to be a contributing citizen, how does that look? Man, it's hard work, and it's being present. Mm-hmm. But, but
0: a lot of these people I see, it's, it's not that they don't work hard. It seems like they're afraid to discipline their kids. Like, uh, it's because most of them, there's some parents that I know that are cool as (laughs) shit. And then their kids are fucking nightmares. Yeah. Just complete disasters. And then you're like, I don't understand why you're cool, but your kids are little fucking idiots and they can't form a a full sentence. Was the
1: cool kid that, the cool guy that is your friend, was he disciplined by his parents? Uh, yes yes,
0: yes it, uh, it, it was a rhetorical question yeah exactly I'm, yeah. I'm like you know yes, but, they, they were. but that's yeah. the, that's,
2: and, the, that, that's the mindset right so we all like to enjoy the things that are available for us to enjoy but very rarely in this day and age do people understand what it required to get to that point you know what I mean it, it's and it's just a function of comfort that's how it works like,
3: man. And, and we need to change the the mindset for parents on what disciplined <clears throat> means too and i get this all the time people will meet my kids and they'll go oh my god how do you discipline your kids and i'm like i beat this no I'm like, I'm like so no they're like how do you discipline your kids like i've never because my kids will they will walk up immediately if i'm if i'm you know we're we're in a scenario they'll walk up immediately hey my name is you mm-hmm. know nice to meet you and they're shaking hands and all of them looking in the eye shaking hands they're opening doors for people they're they're acting like adults because that is the standard that has been set and that's mm-hmm. something we're doing consistently right so they're like how do you discipline your kids? And I always tell them, I actually don't discipline my kids. I have taught them to be disciplined individuals.
0: Yeah. That's a different thing. And I think when you walk in the door, uh, if my kids don't say hello and introduce themselves, I make them and I'll stop the conversation. You stop. Say hello. That's what needs to happen. Say hello to Mr. or Mrs. And then we can go back
3: and you don't falter on that. You do it every single time. Right. Right. And if you're consistent like that, again, you're developing habits.
0: Yeah, uh, the other thing I don't mind, and I'm I'm curious your thoughts on this. Is I don't mind if I'm at somebody else's house and they're having like a playdate or something like that, and if my kid does something wrong, if another parent says something to them, yeah. uh, and then they'll turn, you know, they're usually turn and be like, "Oh shit, I'm sorry, man," and I'm like, "No, no, no, yeah, you're I, good, you're just being a little asshole. Go yeah. ahead, like I'm <laughs> fine with it." But there's not a lot of people who are fine with that, and that's again who you surround yourself or choose to to surround Bingo. yourself with. Yeah,
1: but th- I think there's a real clear like line here and it really comes from the purpose of that interaction right is is that parent really trying one cares Mm -hmm. like are they indifferent like the worst form of insult is indifference or do they truly care about the kid that is playing with their kid you know and do they want to see that kid be a good person so they're one doing it to protect them or two trying to develop a good characteristic in them dude bleed away be parent away all you want like we're raised by a village but On the playground right some of the parents you know as as little sammy throws sand in my kid's eyes and my kid's like ah you know ah, you threw sand in my eyes and the parent walks over is like don't yell at my kid i'm like oh we're chatting come (laughs) over here you know like your kids are being a little shit and i'm not going to scuff your kid up but that kid needs to leave the playground Mm. you know and if you throw sand again oh man do you tell your kid to take him down um, no, you know the like, violence is the last resort. you know like he is hey, use your strong voice, you know, like tell him what the problem is, communicate that, yeah. and then you know if if they're trying and then if you can't solve the problem, leave the problem. and if the problem follows you, protect yourself. think mm-hmm. like, that's the pretty clear yep.
2: yeah. I, I want to talk about uh, bu- fighting kids bu- fighting bullying for a moment because <clears throat> I yeah. think we, we we only solve half of the problem here. Um, we teach kids how to deal with bullying, how to not be bullies but we don't teach them how to help bullies. And bullies are the people in our society that may need the most help, at least at that age, right? Because that's always a response to not getting what they need at home or whatever else. That kid's being bullied somewhere else Mm -hmm. and they're bringing it with them to the school. Mm -hmm. So when I talk to people about this, my advice is to if your kid witnesses bullying or is being bullied, stop the bullying first. It's a triage situation, certainly, but find some time later to go talk to that kid. Like hey, what's wrong? Why are you why are you doing this? Yeah. Right? Cuz that's your first line of defense against kids growing up to be pieces of shit are good kids pressuring them or being empathetic to them at some point to not be a piece of shit as they get older.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that- we
2: don't do any of that. At, at no point have I ever seen that in any training curriculum where a young kid being bullied is approached by another kid who to become a mentor or, or a shoulder or whatever the fuck, right? And, and you just to, don't and, see it.
0: And to that point, nobody talks to <clears throat> the kid. And, and, and I think if you do, as we, we did it once, it was on the bus, um, you know, obviously we're out in Texas, we live in neighborhoods and things like that, but the bus picks up where the bus picks up and sometimes you're picking up kids off a of country road yeah. on the way into school and uh, there was this one kid who was uh, just an asshole. I mean, just out of control. Uh, he was saying, fuck you to everybody on the bus and everything else and had all these problems. And uh, so, who, who is the kid? Uh, and so, my, my son pointed him out or whatever, and, uh, and I chatted with the kid, and I was like, what's up, man? And just talk to him like that. I was like, what's, what's wrong with you? Uh, what's going on? And I was like, I heard you're having a difficult time or whatever. And, uh, and he goes, "What what's it matter to you? And I was like, well, you're kind of being... Rude to everybody around you on the bus and everything else. And I was like, uh, why? And he goes, I don't know, man. I mean, it's not like I have a fucking dad around who gives a shit about me. And I was like, you don't. And I was like, well, where's your father? And he was like, father's in jail. He's like, my mom's working, so I'm staying with my grandparents, so fuck it. And I don't really give a shit about life. And you're like, all right. And you can trace it back to this where a bully comes from and why yeah. he's bullying other people is. Chances are there's a father figure missing or a mom that's missing who has to work and everything else. And a program like this would be great for them, even if you just got to sit them down for a couple hours and chat and be like, all right, just give them some things to do to talk about, to carry over into their life. Maybe you're saving that kid who, who, you know. Mm-hmm. it's kind of lost hope because yeah. later on down the road, i had heard through another parent that uh, they ended up throwing him out of school. Yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, we had moved. So we're on a different school system this year and everything else. No idea what happens to that fucking yeah. kid. Mm-hmm. Wait, I mean, that, you, that generational
1: yes. perpetuating of the problem. Like that kid is going to be the exact same thing that his father was, yes. you know, and and then his kid is going to be the same thing that his father and his grandfather That's was. Right. Um, I'm, I'm going to brag about my son. Uh, you know, we had a bullying on in one of his sports and just to protect because the, you know the this bully in on the team Rolo did the exact same thing he triaged stopped the bully confronted him like hey you can't talk to, to my friend this way mm-hmm. and then immediately went into hey man what's going on do you want to come over here and play with us and the boy was like what, what what like could not compute and within 1 day this kid had transformed and been included into this group that he was originally bullying you know, but it was first a show of strength mm. by a stud, like the highest scorer, the highest assister, the highest stealer, you know, the, he's my kid. Everybody yeah. knows who my kid is, you know? And like the cool kid comes up and was like, first, stop that second. Hey, do you want to come over here and play with us? And I was like, you're the coolest little Perfect. fucking kid on the planet." <laughs> you know, but like that's really, the, that's the recipe. And how did Rollo have that? You know, like, and as I was sitting here, I'm foaming at the mouth like I'm about to scuff this kid up, you know I'm gonna go over here I'm looking at the 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 non present father that's on the phone, I was like, oh, I'm like you're next you're I'm coming to you next after I fix this and then like my my son solves it, and I was like, oh, that's cool, yeah, you know oh, it works but it was it was the generational thing like I saw what it looked like from my father and I saw what it looked like from my grandfather and I saw what it looked like from all of my uncles, you know like so I have this roadmap, I have this, and I don't This is not for me to keep. This is for Mm -hmm. us. You have a roadmap. You have a roadmap. It is our job. It is our duty to now get this to as many people as we can to stop that bully, Mm -hmm. to stop the next shooter, to stop the next guy that's going to be injecting, to stop the next person that doesn't know what what their pronoun is, to stop the next whatever. Let's get people healthy again. And that starts with real (laughs) leaders at a masculine level in in the nuclear home coming together and being like, hey, we we can solve this. Bingo. Yeah.
2: Yeah, A guy in the chat here says Mm -hmm. that the victim uh, of the the bully often sees his or her victims as the bullies because they're in a better situation in life. They yeah. have a parent, they're they're wealthy, whatever it is, right? It's true, it's in outgroup dynamics. Essentially, it's and and then the part where your son comes in and brings that child into the fold after the fact is called kin selection. It's how we decide who we put under the umbrella of our protection as men. And the and the U.S. this is why all the stupid shit that's happened in the, the U.S. military over the last couple of years is so fucking retarded because this idea <clears throat> that white supremacy is it runs the show or that CRT is necessary to this other horse shit, the US, there has never been a more diverse group of people fighting on the same side in the history of humankind than the U.S. military, ever. Right now. Ever. Yeah. Not once, ever. We are, we are the living embodiment, the proof, that this shit works
0: and from all walks of life. Well, it doesn't that, matter what income family you came from. It, every race, you see every, every you religion, see
2: every culture, every ethnicity, every nationality. We have more immigrants in our military than any military on earth, right? We are the proof that it works. If everybody's on the same side, you, you get to decide you're an adult human being, a conscious sentient creature, you can decide who falls under the umbrella of your protection. Mm. Right? And for me, it's anybody that accepts the premise that individual liberty is the most important thing in the world. Like, we use our power for good, the end, right? And if you agree with that, then we'll fucking work it out. But th- there are things
1: that exist in the military and <clears throat> the reason that it can be the most you know, lethal fighting force in the history of mankind to also be the most diverse group of people in the history of mankind, as a fighting force, they have some things that are very, very much in common with this program. They have purpose. Mm. All of them have purpose. All of them have been given discipline, so they have good habits about how to conduct and be faithful in the small things. And those are those are we know for a fact have to be present for for you know especially when fighting is coming to good habits, i.e., discipline mm. and purpose. Yeah. Purpose, direction, motivation. Do you sound familiar? <laughs> yeah. Are that you, is the are, definition of the military leadership model. Are you still looking for purpose today? Am I? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I I'm, I'm in the middle of it.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, because I think a lot of people look at you and they're like, hey, dude, he's a successful guy. What the fuck does he have to worry about on a day to day basis? What like, does it
2: mean to be successful? According to Phil Jackson, you're only a success in the moment that you perform a successful act.
0: I agree, but your Tim is one of those polarizing figures, man. Where it's like there's still so much fucking hate for you online yeah, it's and wild. everything. It is, and it's like uh, again, I've, I've said this a million times in the past, and I'll say it again. Like you don't have to be doing any of the shit that you're doing. Uh, somebody was like, because we chatted about it yesterday uh, on the show that you were coming on, and they were like, "Man, you're going to ask him some fucking tough questions." And I was like, "Tim will answer anything a fucking anyone ask anytime anywhere." And I go, "What would you?" want me to ask him tomorrow and he goes man i saw him and nick hanging out with general milley over in wherever the fuck it was and they weren't happy with the the exit in afghanistan or whatever and he was like why are they palling around with this guy and i'm like i'll ask him i don't know what he's referring to but uh i'll I'll ask the question that that,
1: that is a great question and it it comes from a position of ignorance and i'm not gonna i'm not throwing a stone at this guy because it's it is i've been asked this a lot like why why would i be with general milley General Milley is one of the most influential people within the military, and why would I not be there if I'm trying to be? If I don't, if I refuse to set down my sword, and I have purpose, and I have discipline, and I believe in I'm, 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 these things that I espouse, and I subscribe to this, and I actually try to do this, why would I not be there? Being next to the most influential person in the military, in the military. His position in the Joint Chiefs of Staff is an exclusive advisory role. That means that he has to work with whoever the current administration is. Mm-hmm. So imagine the things that come across General Milley's desk. Imagine the things as we have. Um, who, do you see that girl that stole the luggage?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. the dude. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's a dude. It's a dude. Yeah, but yeah. that's well, a dude.
1: <laughs> that dude works for this administration and is elected an selected to be and appointed to be in a very crucial and at a nuclear at the department of energy. Yeah. 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 At a nuclear um, program. Uh, and that is the type of people that general uh, and decisions and people that general Milley has to deal with. So as an advisor mm-hmm. in the military, as you have to be served this plate of shit and you have to do the best that you can with this plate to then make a meal out of it, to give it to the troops that you're trying to protect, I've been in General Milley's house. I have listened to him talk about his father that's, that fought the as today is December 7th. Short like, for one date that would live in infamy. Like his dad was one of the men that stormed the beaches of Iwo Jima. His dad. Wow. You know, and team leader within special forces, General Milley was, and learning from his former NCOs about who he was as a team leader, you can throw all the stones that you want, but they're coming from positions of ignorance because you have never walked a moment, one step in his boots and his boots. I could not wear for one heartbeat to have to work for the administrations that he's had to work for for this long, and I'm imagine work, you know working for Trump and what has come from there, trying to protect the military and do things like, no, no, we probably can't drop a nuke on North Korea. Mm-hmm. Let's go and pause that for a second. Um, I'm going to advise against it to President Biden. It's like maybe we do our evacuation slightly different. As an advisor, here's what I'm going to recommend that we do. Whether those, dis- whether the, that advice is ever heeded, is completely out of his hands. It is, man. That's a tough job. Do you, but do you have those conversations with him? Do you, do you, do you this is the coolest thing about being Tim Kennedy.
0: I was going to say.
1: I can be honest. Yeah. And the only reason I think that they care about me is because I have nothing to gain from them. So they can, ha- they get truth. You know, when, when the SEAC, who is amazing, former special, Jared, mm-hmm. like connected us, the, the current senior list advisor, the joint chief of s- staff.
2: CZ, yeah, he's a good dude. He is a great dude. Jared yeah. Taylor connected you guys? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah,
1: former PJ, SF, or <coughs> um, um, AFSOF guy. Mm. And um, why would I, like, I just did a trip with him. We went overseas, we're in Eastern Europe. And like, why would I go with him? Because I get to be next to the guy that is influencing every single NCO in the current most important operational environment on the planet. Mm-hmm. You don't think, and I can be honest with him and I can tell him, you know, having been to Ukraine a few times, man, this is what it actually looks like on the NCO level, at the tactical level, on the operational level, on the ground, what guys are really struggling with, the, the equipment that they need. Like, what kind of hypocrite would I be not to be in that position, not to be next to Millie, not the next to be CZ? No. You know, like, what a piece of shit I would be. Well, and, I, I'll,
2: I'll push back a little bit because uh you know he had all the temerity to fucking talk shit about trump but hasn't said a goddamn word about all the fucking stupid shit biden's done at any point he could have leveraged his authority or power the prestige you're talking about against the stupid shit that the biden administration continues to do including kicking a bunch of people out of the military which is getting solved right now by the way but in in no small part because of general milley i found this out recently so he's part of this ndaa bullshit that's going on right now to absolve all these people who got kicked out of the military for the COVID thing but he still made that fucking decision he made the decision not to put his career on the line and that's something that a lot of people don't respect frankly who will go into
1: that into that joint chief of staff position if general milley is outspoken as a critic of the Biden administration
2: uh i don't know who's the next guy in line
1: is he going to be better or worse? Is it better for him to swallow some some nasty pills that he doesn't want to eat and not be an outspoken critic if he mm-hmm. can continue to influence positively? This is why I could not be in that job for a day because I would not make it. I would not have the the, the, the intelligence, the political um, ability to to temper my mouth. I'd be like, you're a piece of shit. This is the dumbest idea I've ever heard of, and this is going to damage the military. Instead, he fights the bigger fights. And I'm not, I can't defend everything that he's ever done or mm. the decisions that he made, but knowing him as a person and knowing his heart and his, his purpose, mm. I know for a fact that he has tried to do the best as a warfighter to make this the most lethal fighting force on the planet, and he is being served shit sandwiches every day. So is it more I know, of I know, the, I know it's hard, mm. hard
2: to swallow. That's I'm gonna, impossible for me to swallow. I'm going to be with him next week. Yeah, if, like, if, and, get, call me while you're with him. And okay. I'll have, I've got plenty, <laughs> I have plenty to say to him.
0: Yeah. Um, but, but with that, it, what you're describing sounds like more of a political position. Well,
2: yeah, that's what it is.
0: It is, though. It is. He's uh, an
1: advisor in a politically appointed
2: position. Yeah, he, has right. no, he has no authority at all, unfortunately.
1: But he is also the fall guy for every bad decision in the military because he is the front public-facing military leader.
2: It's his job to be hated. So it's appropriate that all of you out there listening hate him. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that's just the way it is.
1: But also ignorant to throw stones that you don't understand what sure, you're throwing yeah. them at. Um, and it is hard.
2: I mean, every every insult you hurl at a guy like that in that position should have a question mark at the end of it. Yeah. And yeah. He, he's a fucking grunt, so he will understand.
1: And as a grunt and as an idiot, I, uh, every, like the first few times I was there, I'm, I'm, I'm texting my, my buddies, a, bu- a whole bunch of them that you know. Is like This is like, motherfucker. No, 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 no <laughs> protocol <laughs> questions. is like, Hey, what, what do I call him? <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, chairman. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, um, can I wear this thing to here? They're like, no, no, you have to wear this class A's. I'm like, oh, I don't have those. You know, like the <laughs> yeah, um, all all like our smart military friends. I'm, you don't I'm, have I'm, the
2: pink and greens yet. No, you got to get some, dude. They're look, I know. They, they look do dope. look good. Yeah.
0: They've got it, some of goodwill down there. You know, maybe you it doesn't... <laughs> I, I've got a theory
2: that it doesn't actually even look good. It just reminds us of a time when the U.S. military was doing what the fuck it was supposed to do. I think it's do. both, though. I think it's like nostalgia, to yeah. be honest. They look like warfighter <clears throat> Class A's. Yeah. Not like our goofy ass. <sighs> the Army has the worst Class A uniform. It's so fucking stupid. It's two off-shade colors of blue with a yeah. gold stripe the gold down the leg. Stripe. What the fuck,
0: man? Yeah. Uh, to, to your general Millie point, um, I, I heard something similar to this because I, I didn't know you were hanging out. Again, this question from the audience, but um, uh, I got I took some shit from a few people for going to the White House. I got invited to the White House in April, and they were like, "You're a Trump guy. You love Trump and, and voted for Trump and everything else. Why would you go for the Biden administration?" And I was like, same, "I had the same response. I was like, if you get invited to the White House and you don't." get to either listen to the other side or chat with the other side or get to share your opinions and vice versa, because I don't need anything from them. Same very similar where it's like, I don't need anything from any of those people. I can just kind of say whatever I want and go to office to office and speak to the senators and congressmen and everything else. It is more complex than people realize. Mm. Uh, Yes. I'm not a fan of fucking Biden or anything that's going on right now, but when you're there and you get to see it in front of your face, you realize that there's, 800 problems every single day coming yeah. at you from all over the world and you're like, alright, fuck, that job sucks. And I'm sure with, with Millie, it's probably the same way. Uh, to your point, Dan, what would you rather see him do, General Milley, uh, when faced with uh, some of the things that, that, that these guys are talking about? Um, like as far as the, the pullout in Afghanistan and everything sure, else, yeah. would you rather him just resign and, and say, look, this was handled poorly by our presidents, and I think this job is not for me anymore. I'm going to retire and get the fuck out of here because that's what uh, Mattis did in a sense, right? During the Trump not administration. in a sense, he
2: did that. He penned an open letter, "Fuck you, Trump. I'm out." That's okay. what he did. Yeah, and to be honest, that's I respect that about him. Although the decision he made was fucking stupid.
1: I know, but like, what could have Mattis had done had he stayed there? Could he have had more of a positive infec- effect on the military had he
2: stayed? maybe i mean so not th- maybe you know he no would've. no I, I don't agree with that because i think about nixon right nixon when he was trying to pressure his attorneys general into fucking making bad decisions for him they kept quitting until finally he ran out of steam and had to resign that's what happened yeah. right so that pressure from people in leadership positions below the top level can have a, a severe impact on what's happening. You know what I mean? I th- And we've seen it in, in our lifetime. Well, in your lifetime, you're 75 years
0: old. Well, no, I just turned 34. I think you're pointing to this gentleman here. Um, obviously, the, the Tim said was middle-aged earlier, but... Uh, Holding on to my fitness. Yeah, I turned 34 in two months. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Um, but no, to answer
2: your question, uh, I would expect him to lead, right? And to lead is not to do... I don't. I don't think... I don't appreciate the way that he handled either one of those situations, frankly. I mean, like, I understand that it's a difficult job to do, but uh, I would not have done it that way. I would have said, hey, what you're doing is wrong. You're kicking people out of the military for some stupid bullshit. Thousands of people, tens of thousands of people are getting kicked out, having their livelihood stripped away. By the way, this is in a period where a lot of these people, twenty-five to 30,000 of them, can't afford to put food on their kids' fucking tables. What are you doing about that, guy? You know what I mean? So like, this is your job as a leader to make sure that your people are taken care of, and he did not perform that
0: job. And, Bottom line. And with Millie, how, how old would you say he is in real life, Tim? In real well, it's life? not a guess. We can look it <laughs> yeah. up on the internet. Yeah. I, I, fuck, I don't know. If you guys are bros and it's just. You know, 70. Okay. It's 70 years old. With what happened, why would you still want to continue on with that job? And, and is that a question you asked? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that, that,
1: and I know that answer. It's because he thinks and believes that he is still doing in that role the most good for the military.
2: Okay. And I understand part of like from his position, it's the same thing from your position. If he just says fuck you and leaves, then he can't do anything else, right? He's done. Just, if he just, says fuck you and yeah. leave,
1: his career, he, and it's, not, the, it's not that the, the same. He it and he doesn't. It's mm-hmm. the
2: same for Tim as somebody who's, by the way, still in the military, so he can't exactly tell the guy to go fuck himself. No, I, I can, can. go yeah. fuck yourself. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's <clears throat> if if you want somebody to listen to your point of view, if you want to have an impact on their way of thinking. Call him a cunt probably isn't the best way to go about it. Frankly, Right. right I right? agree. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm not talking to him. I'm talking to the audience when I say these things. Absolutely. But if you're talking directly to the guy, you can't fucking do shit like that. How do you expect, like if you're trying to convince somebody of, uh, of your position, uh, probably not the best idea just to come out of the gate insulting them. Right. I don't think that's effective. So, you know, sometimes you got to fucking make those sacrifices, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. that part of it I do appreciate. But yeah. the the decisions are bad.
1: Hey this whole thing, we've been talking about leadership. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And these are hard. The, and the being faithful, again, discipline, hard work, purpose, consistency over time, mm-hmm. equal success, all, all the things that we, that, that, that we are working towards, you know, that we're working towards. Mm-hmm. Like, How do we fix all of this? How do we make future great leaders that are going to be in those roles? It is not going to happen the way that we are currently directionally headed. The trajectory that this generation has. Imagine in 30 years from now who the Joint Chief of Staff is going to be. Like, what high heels is he going to be? Some dude named
0: Kyle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I
2: mean, born a woman named Kyle. Yeah,
1: but they spell it weird. You know, it could be KY. Well, the
2: the Navy just dropped their ASFAB requirement to 10
0: is that is that real what, yes what does that mean exactly so it's it's not it's the navy though it's not a one Nobody to a cares.
2: hundred it's, it's so i guess it is a, a zero to a hundred scale but Got it's it. a percentile right it's based on how other people score on the test so you can score in the tenth. i didn't know
1: that i was always thought it was like a one to a hundred No,
2: you can score in the 10th percentile and still get into the navy now now i'm sure there are jobs in the navy that you only have to be able to open your mouth and make grunting noises to. <laughs> <man>. navy seal <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. it's, that's more about the hair i think yeah that was uh, my best seal impression. <laughs> that was good. That's, that nice. Was, that
3: was That's really, really nice. Yeah. But yeah,
2: reducing standards is never a fucking solution anyway. No, super That's bad stupid. problem. Yeah. Like okay. you, if anything, when times get tough, you make the standards harder. That's, That's what the Marine Corps has always understood. Bingo. More and, than any other service. And, so. and
0: what, what are you guys going back with Millie for? Uh, you said in a couple weeks? <laughs> yeah, so um, who do you work for? <laughs> Me? Yeah, this is... He's uh, China, man.
2: I right know. I Look guy, at his face. Are you my 5Ws? Super brother.
1: Yeah. So you were like... Asked to go to the White House. Mm -hmm. Um, Over Veterans Day, President Biden asked me to come lay a wreath. And um, and without a moment of hesitation, I was was sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And then General Milley and the SEAC asked for me to go over to Eastern Europe with them. So I went with them and missed it. And we sent uh, our COO, Carl Kringle, and Matt Smith, um, two incredible veterans, retired. Operators, yeah. yeah, Just like, bad dudes. Guess who they hung out with? The vice president. do you, they That poor vice president. Kamala? Yeah. Had to hang out with Carl Kringle and Matt Smith, two of the baddest dudes on the planet. You want to talk about whispering in somebody's ear like all the greatest things that America can be and the way that we should be doing things? Or should they just not be there?
0: Or should I, they just I, have said no? So I, Dude, I 100% agree with you. So did, did they come back and say, yes. <laughs> dude, you're dude. not going to believe what we said. To, 100%. To <laughs> yeah. Carl, what, Carl, what was her
2: response? Carl was probably diplomatic. I can't say the same. No, Matt, for your other guy, Matt, Matt was is definitely a not yeah. savage. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. So, he's what was savage. your response? Yeah.
1: So, well, I mean, Carl is diplomatic, but Carl also looks like a Kendall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's you a know, very pretty. He's guy, like six yeah. three. Yep. You know, he's got the CrossFit Chiseled, body. Yep. You know, and he's like a great jaw. And he went to the Naval Academy, and then he went to an Ivy. Blah, 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 yeah. You know, and, and of course, and anyone is going to swoon over him. And you know, now he's the vice president. He's like I work for blah blah blah, blah and uh, you know. And he says it in such a way, like he he'd be like, "Hey Tim, I need you. This is some some period blood ice cream, and I'd like you to eat it." But he'll say it in a way where I'm like, "That's the best ice cream yeah. I've ever had." Yeah, that's will <laughs> Yeah, I'll consider that. I'll give it a go. Why
0: not? Yeah. Um, that's Carl Kringle. But was she cool? Because that's what I'm always interested in. Is she like, was super cool to them? And that's I think when you have a conversation with people, even though yeah you hate what they stand for or hate what they're doing to they the showed country respect. currently, yes, ma'am. Yes, and you're at least able to have conversations back and forth. And I think if you turn it down or ignore it or don't do it, then you're the fucking problem too, where it's like, go, do the things, talk to the other side, try to at least figure it out. You might not agree on shit. Did I
1: have to go on Lance Armstrong's podcast and argue with him about the second amendment and have a bunch of people get mad at me (laughs) about the way that I talked about gun control? no I didn't have to be there like there's no benefit for me to be there because my entire group of like you know pretty conservative very two-way people are like fuck that guy or or take one breath and look about the purpose and my mission my end state of why I was there and why did I go in that room and why did I have a conversation discourse with somebody that totally disagrees with me mm-hmm. for the same reason that I'm going to be in as many rooms as I can with people that disagree with me because having conversations and having arguments and having conflict is how good ideas exist and will be rise Well, the cream will come to the top. It is not going to happen in the echo chamber that is Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. It's going to happen when people go and have tough conversations. Mm -hmm. So I think you're a coward if you don't. If you go to the computer and just talk shit about why somebody is having um, the resolve to go and have these conversations, I want to be there. I want to be in those rooms and I want to have tough conversations. I guess
2: from an evangelical standpoint, you could ask people that are religious, would you not talk to somebody diametrically opposed to your religious beliefs about Mm -hmm. your religion? Yeah. Well, Jesus, mm-hmm. give, give me every whore. Give me every tax yeah. collector. I will go to where they are. That's a fair mm-hmm. point to make.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And, and you know, what What are you, What what's the worst that can happen? You have a difficult conversation and you don't agree. Well, you already don't agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? You already so, started there. You there. Yeah. yeah. You like, can
0: only go
1: up yeah. from there. Or, I can retire next year. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what are you going to do? Like, I guess maybe he could take my retirement, you know, if I go too far out of line. I guess oh. so. Is that how that works? I don't know. Let's not talk about it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> if you say period blood ice cream, i
2: have an
0: effect <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> yeah. I think you're fine who's the guy in the dress that was with the the other dude who got arrested with the luggage who was wearing the the military i can't keep track that's uh, the
2: uh the uh, pfft, health and human health, services health, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay and yeah. that's also a man by the way. it is yeah. but mm.
0: what, what, what what were they in the Admiral, military right yeah Admiral, yes right. yeah, yeah, yeah. She, he's... but
2: it's not a military position it's a it's it's stupid Okay, it's stupid. How do
1: you have a
0: conversation with somebody like that? No,
1: um, they are still in the military, but it's an appointed appointed position Mm -hmm. in a civilian capacity.
0: It's
2: really stupid. Okay, it doesn't yeah, make no. a whole lot of sense. To I me. need a, a, it's, like a it's like it. a home like, like, monitor yeah. for. So and am yeah. because
1: I'm so stupid, and I said I have to have my smart friends start explaining to me about like who this person is and how is this person appointed, you know, and like how do you refer to people and how do you like all those protocol questions. Yesterday, mm. Carl, like I had to shoot a, an email to the protocol at Joint Chiefs of Staff at. Oh yeah, and I was like, oh my god, I don't know. Tim K said I don't even know how to sign off on that email yeah they're like this idiot um it's wild the way like how do you deal with that person man I'm gonna plant seeds I'm, I'm gonna plant truth I'm gonna speak with from positions of knowledge and I'm not going to talk about things that I don't know about and I'm going to try and as best as I can influence in a positive way the things of my values that I believe in that I know will create the most lethal fighting force that could exist on this earth that will go and win our nation's wars which is what our fucking job is Mm -hmm. nothing else Mm -hmm. we're not like the social test petri dish we have one job which is to be the most feared fighting force on the planet Period. That's it.
0: Well, when the outside world, because you travel, you know, way more than we do. We're here Monday through Friday in studio all day long. We don't get to go overseas that much uh, just because of what we do for a living. When you go overseas and people from other countries are seeing pictures like that of, hey, that's. Who's the, who's the guy in the dress with the, the, the high heels on wearing the military gear with the fucking bald dude? And the-, the
1: places I care, go to, they don't care about any of that. They ask when they're going to get their next AT 4. Next if, meal. Yeah. They ask where they're going to get another Carl Gustav. They're going to ask where they're going to get the next <coughs> ground to air weapon. You know, um, they don't care. It is so cool to be in places where all of that bullshit doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, like if you, you're going to talk to a Ukrainian about the pronoun of a soldier in the military. They do not give a shit. So they don't have any of that over there. No, they don't like, even
2: have any context for to ask that kind of no, question. Gotcha, gotcha. Like, they started yeah.
1: training children in military resistance mm-hmm. at the, around the age of 10, mm-hmm. 15 years ago, because they knew that Russia would eventually you invade. And so completely, you want know, to talk about walking into worlds that my brain has a really difficult time computing and how different they are. And when you walk up to an Eastern European soldier, like you go Slovakia, Hungary, Czech Republic, Poland, Poland just bought more Apaches than any other country in the entire world besides us. Why did they do that? Because the Apache is built to murder anything on the ground and anything that comes to that from the East of them is going to die at the Poland border. You know, like that's the things that they're talking about right now. Gotcha. Those are real problems.
0: Yeah, Uh, because you always wonder what the outside perspective is on all this shit because it seems like the media here... Focuses on it so fucking much on pronouns, who this person should be called, what they are, but then what we the military focus. should be doing, and then but then we f- and then we end up
3: focusing on it, which is what perpetuates the whole freaking thing. Right, right when it's such a small percentage it of society, yeah. if you have other things you're doing, you don't give a shit about the stuff that doesn't matter. You can literally just okay, that's cool, and I'm not saying to be ignorant. And I'm not saying that there's not that part of fixing that battle is, is taking on this purpose over here. So I'm not going to spend my time beating my head against a wall around mm. the fact that this is something I can't change this. I can't change this right now by having a, so I'm just going to go forward on the purpose.
2: The American media is basically like talking to a five-year-old about Pokemon. They're you know. trying to stretch this inane fucking bullshit out to a twenty-four hour <laughs> cycle. God damn, shut dude. the fuck up, <laughs> f- five-year-old about I Pokemon. Know. It's the truth,
1: though. It's it like is. Me- it's like
2: meaningless yep. drivel that they're trying to convince you is important and convince yep. you is worth your time, and yep. it's not.
1: No, nope. but uh, if you
2: have a purpose, all of that is noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of that noise. is just
1: is
0: just this outlier that I don't care about. Um, what's your personal opinion on Zelensky? Uh, because last time you were here. Know. Uh, We we chatted about uh, you know Ukraine. You were over there. You guys did send me uh, in the documentary and and everything else. And we went through a whole gamut of topics on that show. For whatever reason, there was a clip that we published. The clips, as you know, from like Rogan and and this, tend to explode faster, right? So we had a clip uh, from that show uh, that took off, and it was your prediction and response on what was going to happen to Ukraine. Yeah, Uh, what is happening now versus... We need like six more hours. Uh, we have it. I don't <laughs> know if you do. they got to leave now, <laughs> We have a hard out three minutes ago. Okay.
1: Um, the But I, I'm just going to paint this picture. Imagine if 20% of America was <clears throat> invaded and is currently being occupied by a communist that came through mexico so a small portion of texas a small portion of arizona a small portion of new mexico right and the government is getting our government american government is getting infused with billions of dollars of aid from foreign countries this current administration do you think that southern california would receive the same aid that the southwest portion of texas would receive no no it would not why not Because of politics. The exact same thing is taking place there. So when people talk about how corrupt these oligarchs are and it's like, is Zelensky? Of course he is, and we are no better we are the exact same. You could even overlay it's so much more nuanced and it's way more complex, but you could overlay our current political organization and how we choose federally where money is being spent, which states get it, how they're getting it, if they if if they have like pro-choice laws, that state gets extra money. You know like I'm not going to give them any federal assistance if they don't politically align with me Florida Texas compared mm-hmm. to California, Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona, you know like it is, it is a stark contrast comparatively as to which ones are going to get that kind of assistance. The same thing happens over there. In my opinion, those are two similar forms of, co- of of being corrupt, and I don't support either of them. But, like, you can't throw stones from your glass house just like every single person is because they don't understand how complex that really is. But that's how it works. Mm-hmm. And uh, does that mean I like Zelensky? No, but I hate communists. Mm-hmm. And why fight communism in every single opportunity that I can to include it in our borders and in our schools? Yes. Where it's currently trying to be infused in, into every single curriculum they can have access to? Yes. So uh, let's build men, real men, that will go and fight this shit. One,
0: one last question here, super quick. You, these are some hang tough on, questions at the on. end here. quick, though. We got it. They're <laughs> quick. They're quick. Kay. They're quick. Uh, well, I could talk about that for prediction hours. Prediction of when that will end.
2: Oh, Ooh. man. It'll, it's not going to end no. for 25 years, probably. Not, not in its current form, but no. it'll continue.
1: Last like, guess, Tim. Oh, yeah, th- th- that's not going away. Winter's coming. We're going to talk about a, a humanitarian crisis of, of apocalyptic proportions this winter right now in Eastern Europe. They're not going to have a, enough power. People are going to freeze to death. People are going to starve to death. And there's nothing that we can do about it. And then come late winter, early spring, you're going to see another wave of Russian aggression.
2: That's gonna pour over into uh, northern Africa, especially Northern and Eastern Africa. They're already fighting over it. There's so much wheat. Twelve percent of the world's wheat comes from Russia and Ukraine, it's gonna spill over from there too.
0: Okay. Uh now's the point in the show. Obviously mm. we always end with the drinking bro of the week, which is someone who has inspired you or helped to become the person you are today. Tim, you've been on many times and given uh the drinking bro out. Let's let's have you do it this time. Gosh, somebody who has inspired me? Yeah. I'm gonna go with
3: um, Marcus Aurelius.
2: God, Marcus. No, Aurelius. no, sorry, yeah, sorry, no Marcus Aurelius no, is a solid guy. <laughs> that's Seneca.
3: Gosh, man, um, you know that that that's a tough one. Um, and I and you know you you tend to want to go to somebody that's inspirational that everybody that everybody knows. But I'll tell you what, every time that I've opened a school, every time that I've got a good dad who is present, who is going there and asking the right questions, those are the guys that inspire me. I don't get inspired by, I don't get inspired by the big whatever. So knowing that you've got. Uh, you know, you've got a few kids, and you're mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, it's okay for you to, to to call my son on his BS." It's okay. I, I would be more. I That's would tend pick. to go towards you. That's yeah. a period.
0: good pick. Yeah. Cheers, good dads. I appreciate it. Tell yeah. everybody where they can find your your program. Let's so go to apogeestrong.com or apogeestrongdads.com. Fantastic, yes, sir. Fantastic. Always a blast when you're here. <laughs> Timothy, and every guest you bring is always fucking good. So Dude, this dude's brilliant too. Dude, you, you peel some layers back on this. This guy is a brilliant mind right here. You, you'd God. love this guy. Come back once a week for Christ's sake. We love some Tim Kennedy. Go to iTunes, rate the five, uh, rate the show five star, and leave a quick review. Also go to Spotify, click a five star, and walk away. No review necessary on there. For Anthony, Anthony Holloway. I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Drinking Bros. Hi, cast. Good night, everyone.